Hello, and welcome to another episode of Late Night Party Boys with Damien Vosk. Ross Purdy. The comedy podcast where comedians tell their best, worst, and weirdest stories, and we turn them into a sketch. Um, today on the show, we had Anthony Jado, who was an absolute pleasure. He's about to jet off to the UK, so we talked a bit about his comedy career in Australia and what he plans to do in the future. And what else did we do, Ross? We, we, had, a, we had a lot of fun. We, we did some stuff with him. Uh, look, Anthony said some things. I'm pretty sure he stands by them 100%. Yeah, I think that's what we got from it. Uh, yeah. Pretty much everything that was written, he agrees with yes. and supports... Supports 100%. 100. 100%. 100%. 100%. Let's roll the episode. Late night party boys. Late night party boys. Late night party boys. to another episode of Late Night Party Boys. I'm Damien Vosk. I'm Ross Purdy. And we've got a very dear friend on the show today. It's Anthony Janot. Welcome. Hello. Welcome. Yeah. Well, thanks he's for having me. Anthony Janot, local comedian, all-around good guy. Uh, and he's we're lucky we got him on the show because he's actually about to head off overseas to live yeah, the rest I'm of his days. Oh, oh, rest of my days, maybe. Rest of your <laughs> days? We'll see. Was it, was see it, what happens. Is it permanent or you're just... Uh, I've got a two-year visa and then we'll see. I quite like the idea of going to Berlin after, but fuck it. I, I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow most days. Uh, so it's two enough. years at least. So wait, have you been planning this for a while? Or is it more of a spare-of-the-moment thing? Uh, I have planned it on and off for 10 years. Um, like, hey, I'm going to do it. And then I've had times where I'm like, yeah, this this will be the time. And then get a job promotion mm. or things with the girlfriend or like yeah there's always been something to stay and this was probably a i've only got one more year and then b this is the first time where i was like no nah, there's no real reason not to so fucking do it awesome and what are you what are you planning to do when you get there? obviously you need a job yeah, and then a job and then uh then I'll do a job. You'll do the job? Do a job. Jobs are overrated. Yeah. Have you ever considered not doing Ross a job? Ross has actually never had a job. <laughs> like, he's I mean, strongly I, I against have, them. I have considered not doing a job, but then I would run out of money quite quick. Yeah, that's And a I problem. bought a one-way ticket, so I would be fucked. So better better do a job. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. But Ross is not happy <laughs> with this. <laughs> Ross, <laughs> you have upset Ross a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot easier to not do a job when you don't have to fly back home if you fail. Mm, do they? Hmm, 
Will they deport you if you have no money? It sounds like something England would do. I mean, that's how we got here in the first place. Exactly. So maybe, maybe that's all I have to do. Just not steal do a, a loaf job of bread. Steal a loaf of bread when I'm ready. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> I hadn't considered that. Ross has opened my eyes to there new you potentials. Go. Brilliant. There you go. There's your exit strategy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you're planning to do a bunch of comedy over there, I yeah. assume. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cute, cute. One of the reasons. Yeah, go try and do a bunch of gigs, do a bunch of drinking, and do a job. Yeah. yeah. Sounds sounds pretty fun. Fucking hope so. <laughs> it's a bit of yeah. Well, you're there for... Have you got a place where you're staying yet? Uh, I have some couches of friends and relatives. Okay. Um, and I potentially have a, a place place as well, but mm. we'll see how all that goes. Look, places are good, but couches. Yes. Mate, mate, couches. <laughs> well, it's easier to not do a job if you're, you're on a couch. Yes, it is. that's it's, true. It's the, the, the Ross Purdy couch surfing tour of London. Do you... You've crashed on some couches in your time, Ross. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Surfed the figurative way and the literal way. I, what? You're <laughs> just trying to think, what, what's he fucking talking about? Literally, he's jumped on couches <laughs> is what I'm... Hey, like, like a surfboard going surfs up. Uh. I've been really drunk in my time. He's been forcefully removed from the house he was couch surfing at, so they've, like, pushed the couch out a window and he's had to <laughs> surf it and the he's way like, down. This... We thought you were just going to sleep on it. <laughs> Not stand on it and act like an insane maniac when we're trying to watch TV. No, bro, you can't stop me. This couch, this couch really is surfing on me, you know what I mean? <laughs> really get I no, one knows, no one knows. No one knows. He's in one of those moods. <laughs> I can already tell. It's, uh, yeah. That's pretty much it. Late so, night party, boys. Yeah. So, uh, your life in the comedy scene. What's on your mind at the moment? Any, any? Do you? Are you gonna miss anyone? You're gonna obviously miss me and Ross. That's a given. Yeah, I'll miss. I'll miss a bunch of people, but yeah. no, that's funny content. No, it's not. <laughs> but we we're gonna but have who you. You're not gonna miss because they're jerks. Yeah, that's name That's funny names. content. Yeah. The man. The man. Oh, yeah. yeah, fuck the man. He's fuck going up every man. night. He always shits the bed. Yeah. Sick of the man. Yeah, sick of it. I feel like the man is probably in London as well, though. So yeah, it's yeah, a, he's it's definitely a failed, in, failed exit strategy. He's definitely in London. Fuck the man. <laughs> um, oh, what it? Yeah, if you were going to say all the people you missed, we were going to play Vitamin C's graduation song under that segment and make it a real emotional scene. But you, Oh, I fucked your plan. You, you, there was no it's not plan. too late. That, it's not too do, late. Do you we want me to just give you the content you want? Yes, no, yes. No, yes. no. no I don't yes. want it now. Yes. I'll do it begrudgingly. No, I don't, I don't want it now. Now we no, just. No, let's it's go. not let's, heartfelt. Let's do this, Damien. Just for the listeners at home, I've taken my beanie off. Yeah, I'm stroking serious. my long hair. Yeah, he's got I'm very long ready hair. ready to get emotional. Here we go. I'm going to miss Damien Vosk, my oh. dear friend and confidant, oh. who I have run the Flying Duck with for the last year. Rip, Damien. Um. I'm going to miss David Rose, who is the less organised and least committed of the three of us who run the Flying Duck. Rip David Rose. I'm going to miss Nadine Sparks, who has taken over largely in the way that we needed and somehow took what was a mess of a gig and made it organised. Rip Nadine, you will will live on forever in my heart. I will miss a bunch of people who I started with, like Murphy, who I did a... Murphy McLaughlin and Sonia Diorio, who I I did my first festival show as a group with. Um, 
rip you guys. I know you're in a better place. Or I'm, I'm in London. You're in, so yeah, you're, you're, in, a, you're, you're in a place. You're the one who's um, got a better place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got much more opportunities. So, yeah. Sucked in, everyone. <laughs> uh, so, how long have you been doing stand-up for now? Uh, I mean, I think it's about eight years, but there's been a couple of times mm. where I've taken fairly decent chunks off. Um, but from the first gig to now, it's probably been, yeah, eight years. And have you got any recordings of your first gigs and look back and you're like, oh, come a long way? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't listen to them anymore, but there was oh, yeah. a there was a tangible turning point. I think when I did my first uh, festival show, I listened back to some of my old recordings and it's funny because I realised, like, at whatever point in my journey, fucking wanker, <laughs> <laughs> at whatever point in my journey I, I have been at, uh, whatever the biggest laugh I got, I thought was the best laugh anybody could get. And so, like, you listen to those early, early recordings and you hear mm. your best joke at the time and you remember listening back to that and thinking, like, fuck, that is a sick laugh. Oh, get, call up Rove and get me on. <laughs> I'm fucking slaying. And then you listen to, uh, like, a year later and your, your best joke and it's such a better laugh. And at the same time, at that point, you're like, fuck, I'm so much better. I can't get any funnier. And then you listen again and it's, like, yeah. It's, it's funny how much you pump up your own ego with like, oh, this is the best I've done. It must be the best mm. anybody can do. Yeah, but I guess like in the Melbourne scene, we're pretty lucky because there are a crap ton of really good, hardworking, talented comics as well. Yeah. So you can, you always have someone to put you in your place. That's true. <laughs> that is true. But yeah, no, that's, that's really exciting. First show, biggest regret, biggest success. When, uh, what year was your first show as well? My first solo show, or my like, I did a yeah. group show like five years ago with Murphy and Sonia and that, or maybe six now, um, and that was just a whirlwind and a blast. And like, we we only did a couple of weeks, and there was four of us. It was fifteen minutes each, and I honestly can't remember any of it. But I do know that because there were four of us and four groups of friends. It was I didn't packed. quite realise how hard it would be to get people to shows once oh, you start doing yeah, solos. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, my first solo show was three years ago, uh, opening night. I was in a 70-seater, and opening night was sold out, and I oh didn't know how that That's happened. That's amazing. Uh, and there was one group booking of 50 tickets, and I was like, I, I didn't know them. I was like, who the fuck is this? And I remember I walked on stage, like, super excited, and it was a bus tour from Bansdale, and they were all, like... Over 55. And what was the name of your show? Uh, Unacceptable. Unacceptable. <laughs> Why did that appeal I, to the people of Bansdale? Bansdale, they love puns. I, I, I feel like it's because opening weekend I always have $5 tickets and potentially oh. they, they come down to watch other shows mm. and they'll just like, fuck it, we'll get a $5 show and then go to Hillsy. Um, yeah. And they did not enjoy it. They didn't? No. Um, was, no. There a, was there a through line or was like... Yeah, it was a story about how my first girlfriend cheated on me with another dude and got pregnant. Oh. <laughs> uh, to the, the other dude, not you. Yeah, to the other dude. Okay, well, uh, you dodged a bullet. Yeah. Uh, there was a 90-year-old dude who fell asleep in the crowd, for sure. Like, <laughs> mouth, <laughs> mouth open... <laughs> Asleep in the crowd, um, and you, you didn't address that. You just let him sleep. No, nah, well, it was your first I, show. You just like I'll let him sleep. I didn't have enough brownie <laughs> points with those old fuckers to <laughs> to make fun of their friends. Like I was the imposition on their night, so I wasn't gonna 
make things worse. Uh, that's not even the, like, my weirdest thing that has happened in a show. It's, like, it's, it's, it's so ridiculous that you as a comic, you're just like, oh, no, I'm inconvenienced you guys. Like, this is kind of my element, and I put on this show and spent a bunch of money, but... If you don't want to listen, that's I guess guess you're in charge now. Yeah, I mean the audience are they they've take they've paid they've taken the time out of their night. Like I, I always am very conscious. Oh, you need to be grateful. Be you can't let them walk over you like that. Oh, that was just one. He was ninety, mate. I mean, if I tried to wake him <laughs> up, did you check he if he was died. dead? Like he could <laughs> exactly. have been dead. Well, I like, didn't want to find that out mid-show. That would have made things even more awkward. So if he's dead. <laughs> Let them find out once I'm done. No <laughs> refunds, cunts. Um, just no, no dead man in the audience refunds. So I just I needed to plough through the show. Um, oh, but that's not even the most awkward thing that's happened to me at a festival show. I uh, I have a joke about love that's quite like a, a, <clears throat> a solid like yeah. philosophy on on what I think love is and should be. I think I remember you telling me this. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I did that joke 22 nights when I did the full run and halfway through the run uh, I say the, the the line that sets up the punchline is uh, because I think we can make this harsh life a little bit better if only for each other and then there's a pause and then there's a punchline and mm. I said I delivered that like I think this, we can make this harsh life better if only for each other and this girl looks at her partner starts bawling crying and <sighs> says I can't do this anymore and then the oh. two of them proceeded to just cry in the back row for the second half of the show. Anthony, you know life-changing comedy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> breakup comedy. Uh, yeah. They, they... Look, if our relationship couldn't survive your show, maybe. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah. if it could, it was the ultimate. If it can survive your show, it can probably survive anything, Anthony. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. you really put them through their paces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just like that they were enjoying the show enough that they didn't leave. They didn't leave. They're like, we that's, paid, we're having a good time, we'll just yeah. cry in the back awkwardly. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking grim. <laughs> just delivering jokes while two people break down in the back row. It was oh, fucked. no. Oh, no. Look, as far as breakups go, that seems pretty civil. I mean, yeah. I mean, just crying in a corner politely. Like, yes. like, we'll enjoy well, the show and talk still, about it later. We're still having fun. Well, I don't 18 go. people laugh around you <laughs> <Yes>. awkwardly. <laughs> oh. I, 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 it's over, but I want to see where this is going. <laughs> this is always how I imagined it would end. <laughs> at a stand-up comedy show. <laughs> but it's a national comedy festival. It's, it's bittersweet. I'm having the time of my life, but I'm also the saddest I've ever been. I mean, they were laughing, but they were also learning. That's that's what you want. It's the best type of laughing. Well, it's the best type of laughing when you're also learning at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> I went to a comedy festival. I laughed my ass off, but I didn't learn a thing. <laughs> it was really disappointing. Like, no new fun facts. It was a very shallow type of laugh. I yeah. Didn't, I didn't learn how to long divide. <laughs> oh, man. People do do concept shows, though, where they go... In, like, they make jokes around intense concepts, mm. and you actually do learn a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a skill. I fucking love it. I it's... really enjoy it. Um, oh. And so that was obviously... Like, that was the most awkward thing that happened in a show. Oh. Just trying to... Who knows? You always have good gig stories, I feel. Oh. You... I've been, I've, I've had some you, weird ones. I, uh, I mean, 
the first time I did a corporate gig, it was for a cricket club. They had a minute silence where, mm. they, where they said, oh. uh, uh, last year, you remember, we celebrated our, our Hall of Fame and, and all four Hall of Fame members were in the one room at the one time. And that meant a lot to John Mitchell. And uh, sadly, he passed away eight months ago. So we're going to have a minute silence. They observed the minute silence. Oh. And then she said... And now, to cheer us up after that, Will and the microphone cut out. She looked at me like, this isn't working, pointed to the microphone and was like, have some comedy and like put her under, like, I guess we'll just do comedy. Guess we'll uh, just throw to the comedian. <laughs> and, and yeah, with, with no mic, which is lucky that I wouldn't have used the mic anyway. But um, yeah, it was, it was a very uh, less than convenient way to start a gig. Although it, did, it, did it go well, though? I mean, it did, and I feel like it went better because I had the opportunity to call how fucked that situation was. Like, Yeah, I, sometimes I, when you just break that tension. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was. It was a house of cards that I didn't have to build for myself. Yeah. Because, um, so, yeah, I think I walked on stage and I said something like, you know, uh, this might seem weird, but I actually asked to start every gig by having the audience get really, really sad and then just as I'm about to be introduced, the microphone fucks off. Uh, and, and that was like just, yeah, quick sweep of the cards that had been built and, and gave me a little bit of trust to, to, to yeah. get on with the gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be... Like, there's a there's like definitely a right way to do that and definitely a wrong way. Yeah, of course. Like, there's... Which, uh, like I, I think that you can't mention any of the deceased by name, otherwise no. it becomes too, too real. real. Too real, Damien Voss. Too real. Too real. <laughs> like, um, I, I start like you can be like I start every gig with a minute silent for John Mitchell. No, you better <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that would be fucked in the best way. But no, you cannot. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm just grateful that here you know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh man. Brutal, brutal. Too real, Vosk. Too real. Ah uh, no, but no, you're gonna you get to go to London, do a bunch of cool stuff. Yeah. Um. What else do we want to talk about? We can talk about anything at this point. Oh, or we can go into you. You've you've given us quite a lot of like interesting dot points. I feel like we should probably get into them because they're gonna take a while. Okay. I I just need to caveat that I realize I fucked up the dot point thing. I. That's just, fine. Just for regular listeners, this is gonna be weirder than usual. Uh, I don't know about that. Okay. Nah, nah. It's going right. to be as weird as usual. Okay, good. So you kind We've of gave us the ante on ourselves. Yeah, we always just work our way up to a certain level and like, nah, that's plateau it. Plateau is <laughs> yeah. what you want to do. Yeah, exactly. In entertainment, yep. you just plateau fast. So, uh, party wise, when did you start partying, Anthony? When did it all start for you? I I reckon about thirteen or so. That's pretty young. I mean, yeah, I we I stay over my friend's house, uh, and you know, sneak out and and go go party in the park with with the local kids, um, with with stolen parents' booze. I oh guess. yeah. Um, I I only as an adult realize what a fucked delinquent thing that is to do. Just be like I we thought we were so cool. But as an adult, if I walk past that park and there are children, like 13-year-old children, party, mm. like, drunk in a park, it's not like, oh, they're the coolest 13-year-olds ever. It's like, you guys are fucked. Go home. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're just too young to be oh, in bars. Really? Because I look at them and go, those guys are cool. 
Yeah, Ross, yeah. Ross tries to join in. <laughs> I try I mean, to join in. He's like, hey, guys, you kids, kids need more beer? I feel like you're I'm probably not... on a watch list. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> you kids running dry? Get old Ross join? I'm, I'm over Rossi 18. I can himself. buy you some beer. <laughs> I'm over 18. I'm your new best friend. And they all just they put up with him because he can get beer. Oh. <laughs> He's just some whole guy we let buy booze for us. He's actually really sad. He's <laughs> like, so you, you, how's school, kids? <laughs> this is the highlight of my year. Back in my day, old people wanted to win children's approval. They'd buy us candy. This is way more expensive. <laughs> yeah, but old Ross just likes to connect. He Fuck. don't got much place to go these days. and <laughs> Well, he likes to hear how the kids are doing at school. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, well, we used to. We... Sorry, AFP. <laughs> you know, you fuck know... off, AFP. <laughs> you, you can't get in a plane now, Anthony. Yeah. Uh, actually, this episode releases after I leave. after you leave, good, so you're good, fine. Good, good you'll good. just have trouble coming back. I've got diplomatic immunity. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So thirteen parks. Yeah, I think that's how. Uh, that's I think that's how. That's how most people. That's how it happens for most kids. And then finally, people's parents start letting them. They get more, use like around sixteen. Or like they get yeah, they're a bit they more get lenient. Let, let alone, like their parents go away and leave them to babysit themselves, and yeah, you, you get to house parties. Party levels up. Yeah. And then the, the then the police start getting called, and that's always interesting. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. then. And then you finally get to go to bars and clubs and you're like, fuck, I just want to go back to house parties because this is yeah, expensive. It's true. It's expensive and often less fun. Yeah, often less fun. But much louder, though. Oh, um, so much louder. And darker. I don't know if that's something that people generally prefer, but it is both of those things. Yeah. For me personally, I love parties that are very loud and very dark. I mean, when you combine that with the fact that you just said you hang around school kids, <laughs> this starts to get very problematic, Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm starting to connect the dots here. It's not yeah. looking good for Sorry, me. Sorry, AFP. Excuse me, sir. Are you the publican in this place? Could you turn the lights off? <laughs> I find I... it's it's harder to connect with people when the lights are on and you can see me. Fuck I see what I'm doing. It, I also find it's harder to sneak underage people into the bar <laughs> when you can see them. <laughs> Look, I've got a couple of friends. Let's say they're 18, for argument's sake. They're looking for a place to hang. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I promise you I'll buy the beer if you just turn the lights off and don't ask questions. <laughs> That is Ross. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Ross. <laughs> I love how you're, 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 you're being like, Ross, you horrible person, and I'm doing the voice of Ross. Yeah. You're like, now nah, this is all him. This is definitely <laughs> like, him. Yeah, I think it's Damien's impression of me as an old man. As an old prospect. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to be fair, that's probably what I'm going to sound like. I gotta hang out with a bunch of old prospectors, get their dialect, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm panning for gold. Oh man. I don't know what that means. It does I, who knows? I wanted to leave it ambiguous. Oh, it's just another gold there. rush. Gold rush! Eureka Stockade! It's 3.30, school's out! <laughs> Yuck, Ross! You can't say that, mate! Oh, dude, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'll try and stop, I'll try and stop. Try yeah, and stop. stop it, Ross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of line. All right. 
So you gave us a whole like, bunch of like weird, like cool, fun, weird party facts. Okay. Yes. First one, gin makes you cry. How'd you find that out? Uh, you by, drank gin. By drinking gin okay. and crying on multiple occasions, yeah. Just every um, time? Yeah, most times. I mean, there was a period of time where I think uh, confirmation bias, like I, I had this alcohol makes me do X. So I thought bourbon so you, made me want to fight and <laughs> vodka made me feel sexy and gin made me cry. And have then you, I realized... Have you ever been in a fight? I've yeah, oh, I you have? A bit. Um, yeah. When I was yes. Uh, this is not... Yeah. I want to yeah. know now. I, I don't know many people who've been in fights. Oh, it's just like young, dumb, not much to do. Just, just, just get in a few... Yeah, look, how, look how awkward he's gotten yeah. us. Like, it, it's, it's not a, a great thing to do. I it's think he's killed a man. <laughs> he's definitely killed, killed a man. A man. Yeah. Uh, have you killed a man with your fists, Anthony? Never killed a man. Are they registered weapons? <laughs> Uh, but like, yeah, I, um, all the other alcohols, like I realized, no, that is not true. That's just you yeah. being an idiot. But gin so still makes me cry. So you, you yeah, there you go. Mm. And it, it was it always like, was it unjustified crying? Like you didn't have a reason or you'd, you'd find I mean, reasons. You always, yeah. I find if ever you find yourself crying, you're very good at being like, this is why I'm crying, even if that's not something you... Like, I, I, I actually feel like at one point I remember crying, drinking gin, and being like, oh, I just miss my old house. And I lived in one house till I was five, and I've lived in the last house for the last 25 years. Um, and like at that time, it had been like... I'd, I'd lived in one house for 13 years and another house for five. Mm. And I was like, I just miss me old house. And I, di- and I did not. I don't even remember the old house. But that, for whatever reason, is why I decided I was crying. But it wasn't why I was crying. It was the goddamn gin. That's fair enough. All right. So, second top point. You once auditioned for Big Brother at the Music Bowl on the way home from an all-nighter. Yes. Yes. Why did you do that? I mean, I don't know. I've never Both of watched, those things. I've never watched uh, Big Brother. It was, I think, after my graduation, we mm. had uh, we had a party bus so that everybody could drink because some people who were graduating were 17, so yeah. they couldn't actually get into bars and clubs. So we had a party bus till, like, four, and then the ones who could keep going out went to, like, Revs or wherever was open. Um, and I remember on the way home, it was, like, maybe 9 a.m., and one of my friends is like, oh, I was going to audition for Big Brother today because mm. it's on. I was like, fuck it. I am going to audition for was Big Brother today. Was this first season? Or it was about s- third, third, I reckon. Season. So it was, it was the first time they had done live auditions. Mm. Um, and then they went to video, they, I think. They, oh, wait. So this was Didn't before they, I video they, auditions. Before or, video or auditions. Instead of, I think. Because it was, it was live at the Sydney Music, mm. My Music Bowl. You had to line up for ages. You had to essentially play a bunch of improv games. So there was a lot of people that yeah, there was, went to it. There was heaps, like heaps. Um, was I there re- anyone you just like, you're the worst person I've ever met? Yeah, I mean, yeah, there was, there was a... I mean, it was a Big Brother audition, Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there was plenty of them. I, I just expected that, yeah. but... There was a there was a big chess bra meathead dude in one of our improv games, and he was uh, wearing like a fat gold chain with Jesus. a cross and a black tight skin tight t-shirt that he was bulging out of and I remember like one of the things they did was like 
oh, tell us who you'd vote out <laughs> after the end of each improv game we played. And so I said, oh, that guy, because he's just really bossy. And he thought I was saying something nice about him. And he'd come over and high-fived me and gave him a hug. <laughs> and then he went back to his he's friend. He's like, yeah, I'm an alpha male. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, me. Yeah, I am the boss. Me. Yeah, and then... You uh, are intimidated by me. I work hard to cultivate this personality. Thanks, bro. <laughs> high-fived me, gave me a hug, went back. His friend told me that I was voting him out of the team. And he was like, why would you do that? And it was just like... <laughs> Awkward, and I was hungry oh, as well. No. Yeah. yeah, that's so funny. Mm. I, I sometimes wish they just they just put nutcases in there. I mean, they do, but they like, do. you know, like acceptable nutcases. I feel like uh, there's an episode in the auditions because there's a lot of fucking people who push the envelope. Oh, um, I'm sure they do. Yeah, I love I love how they're just like, oh, we want we want a house filled with different personalities that'll clash but you all got to be able to do theater sports yeah yeah <laughs> i mean it, it, i think it's largely about the way people commit to use another wanky word um, yeah that makes sense and you never made it onto big brother i never made it past the first audition really? i was hungover as fuck i would have been in a foul mood uh i would not have given a good account of myself in any way no. shape or form I, uh, essentially, I just wasted two or three hours instead of going home because I'm an idiot. <laughs> well, you have a story for it. It's yeah. something interesting. Yeah. Um, okay, the third one. You nearly got Rockstar, the word tattooed on your back with a friend, but the tattoo artist wouldn't do it because you were too drunk. Yeah, that was schoolies. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, you've you've come a long way. Yeah. You're so chilled and... And not a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I was trying I was to say. absolutely <laughs> not a those fucking words. idiot. Um, yeah, are I don't you, know. Are you glad that they didn't tattoo it on I your mean, back now? Yes, of course. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, although I, I, I would regrettably say the next morning I woke up and I'm like, no, I wouldn't have regretted that. <laughs> Which I absolutely would have. So fuck off, 18-year-old me, you're a cunt. Um, what was the tattoo artist's exact words? Do you remember? I think he said... So you let me get this straight. You want Rockstar tattooed across your upper back, and I said yes. And he said you are drunk, and I, <laughs> this is illegal, and I've got to be careful because it's schoolies. Um, ah, so he was actually very reasonable. Yes, um, and he but, saved you. But the worrying sentence, still to today, is that I have to be careful. I have to be like it's he schoolies. wouldn't. Yeah, he would have done it if it was any other time mm. of year, and I could have that tattooed. Ooh. Thank fuck people hate schoolies. Yeah. Like, schoolies saved you in this instance. Yeah. yeah. Like this I mean, it, 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 schoolies it, saved a life. It was... It, <laughs> it, it, it perpetuated the problem that it became a solution for. So I don't know if we can give it too yeah, much gratitude. But it is both the cause and the solution in one. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> but still, you don't have rock star tattooed on yes. your back, so... Ooh, boy. Thank you, lucky, lucky stars. One. All right, number four. You once ate a bunch of magic mushrooms, gave yourself a pep talk in the mirror, but you were sure that your consciousness was in the mirror. Yep, that happened. Uh, I, I, I eat a bunch of magic mushrooms often, like maybe once a month. Once a month? Yeah. But still? Yeah, I get a, I get a nice hotel room, like a four Just or by five yourself? Star, yeah. That's get why a, you're so introspective spa, and wise. Get a spa suite, have a spa, have a meditation, 
and then I eat a big bag of magic mushrooms and have a nice old trip. Holy shit, Anthony's doing life right. <laughs> um, did, does, does anyone in your family or like your friends know that's what you do, or are you just like yeah, Anthony's going away? Yeah, it was a big away. part of my last festival show. Oh, yeah. Um, there you go. But yeah, yeah, all my friends and family know. Uh, my parents do not approve, mm. <laughs> but oh well. Um, yeah, but on this particular occasion, I remember I'd, I'd come through like quite a, a chill trip that wasn't anything too introspective or, or profound mm. happened in it, which is always like oh, slightly disappointed thing because that's like one of the reasons I try and do it. Yeah. Uh, got to the end of it, nothing profound had happened. And then I went and looked in the mirror and it felt like my consciousness jumped into the mirror and all of a sudden it was giving me a pep talk. It was very weird. What, what did it say to you? Uh, I, I think it was largely to do with about committing. Uh, yeah. It was, was kind of telling me off for... You never made it through that Big Brother audition, Anthony. Yeah, you should have Because you didn't commit. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. You should have gotten that rock star should have committed to the tattoo, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it was, I think it was largely about the way that I restrict myself. For, yeah. Should have committed to drinking bourbon and being a fighter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, should have joined a fight club. Uh... Should drink gin and cry it all out. Mm. Yeah, told me all of those things. Uh, and then the last one you gave us was you once saw Damien Oliver pinging off his head. Yes. Get down on his hands and knees and try to hit a light up dance floor as it changed colour. Yes. So are you guys familiar with Eve Nightclub? Yes. Okay. I, oh, God. What, first yep. year no. uni, I went maybe twice and that was enough. Okay. So uh, some of our friends and I used to go to Eve quite regularly. Um, and on this particular day, just Ollie. Hey, Ollie, there you go. There's Ollie, Australia's greatest jockey slash pedophile. Um, oh, really? Is I that a thing? What know. happened? I, it is, it, Anthony's it, calling him out. Was, I'm not up with the jockey goss. It, it, <laughs> Jock it, goss. It, there was accusations that have not been proved. Uh, I need to state for legal reasons on the record that they were never proved, but there, there was rumours. I um, mean, is it illegal if you're the same height? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Ross again! <laughs> it's old Ross again, I'm back, talking about the kids. Um, no, but uh, he, yeah, he was he was off his face, and there's a light-up dance floor that yeah. like, changes colours, and they, we're, we're all like, oh, it's Ollie. And then we're like, what's Ollie doing? Because he gets on all hands and knees yeah. and on all fours. And then he starts, like, smashing the dance floor as it changes colour. We're like, oh, oh hey! That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, well, being man. a jockey is a stressful lifestyle. you got to work it out somehow. Eve Nightclub was kind of known as, like, it was... There was always... Like, oh, it was a lot of footballers. celebrities went munted. Yeah. Yeah, it was where celebrities yeah, yeah. went to, to get messed up. Yeah, yeah. They used to look after them a lot there, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's closed now, though, right? Yeah, like, yeah, closed, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, often you'd see footballers and they'd have like a sectioned off bit mm. of the nightclub that nobody could go to. And then Eve would just have like a staff member going through and getting them drinks and bringing them girls back. And I was like, that is a fucking... That's a life. Weird life. Yeah. I mean, you say that's the life, but I've... No, I'm an adult. I can go and talk to people. You do not need to bring them to I me. I mean, Anthony, but when you're that... Famous, like local celebrity famous. <laughs> like things yeah. just come to you. You don't have to develop a personality Yuck. or anything. Yuck. It's like you girls want free drinks, come to the VIP section. Meet yeah, some famous people. No, it's grim. It is. 
I do not disagree. Well, so usually what happens on this show is comics give us five dot points from the same night. Yeah. Anthony's just given us five random dot points, but me and Ross have written them as if and they were in the same night. night. Yeah. Fuck, that would have been so, a wild yeah. night. Yeah. Get ready for a wild night in your yeah. story. But first, we've got a couple of segments we're doing. Yes, um, yes. It's time for rapid Ro- fire. Ross's rapid fire questions. Yeah. Hit it. Let's go. <clears throat> as fast as you can. Anthony. Yeah. Anthony Gennaro, why not Anthony JS? Uh, because I'm a negative man. <laughs> Is that Sheeran a fuckboy, yes or no? Probably not. Oh, you think so? You think yeah, not? I no. Think not. No. What do you think of the salty Katy Perry, Taylor, Taylor Swifties beef? Taylor Swifties beef? Yes. What? The, the beef, I, the beef he's going on between Katy Perry the and Taylor. Question again in English, please. <laughs> What's your thinkies of the, of the beefies, the salty beefies between Katy Perry and Taylor Swifty? Skip. Pass. We've never had anyone pass before. You can't pass this segment. What do you think of the beef? Uh, I, I think I'm a vegetarian, so I'm not a fan of beef. Okay, that clearly lines up with the question. Okay. Have you ever 420? If so, how many times? And was it 420 times? And do you think if you 420, 420 times, would you get some sort of certificate or something? If you 420, 420 times, would you get a certificate? Sure. All right. I mean, you'd have to design it yourself because you're probably a graphic designer who's unemployed. (laughs) Still, though, it's a certificate. Yeah. Yeah, still something. Good. (laughs) Final question. Yes. The Eagles. Pretty shit, yeah. <laughs> the West Coast Eagles or the band? <laughs> but the same thing, right? Whoa! Yeah, pretty shit. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That, that, that wraps up yeah. another round of rapid fire questions for us. Uh, I've got a new segment where we kind of basically what we're going to do, we're going to show you some some a raw shark test, so an ink blot test. And the Ooh. first thing that springs to your mind, you need to say. And, and this will dictate, it will help us understand what kind of party boy you are. This is either brilliant or risky. I don't know how I feel. Okay. Well. Let's get into it, Vox. Let's do it. All right, first one. What do you see in this inkblot it's test? It's like a fox, eh? It's like a fox. He sees a fox, listeners. That's what the fox say. All right. This is going to be weird for viewers at home. I could say anything. Next one. What do you see here? That's a fucking <laughs> filthy cock, you wanker. It's a gross, fat cock. Yeah. Really? Because I see a man riding a bicycle. <laughs> I saw a butterfly. It just looks like a butterfly to me. It's really Ross, just a butterfly. Don't let Ross play with the photos. It's a butterfly. <laughs> anyway, next one. What do you see here? It's a butterfly. Oh. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Definitely a butterfly. Yeah, it's another butterfly. <laughs> Anthony's reaction. And this last one. What do you see here? It's a, a, a padlock. It's a, oh, you just see a padlock. Yeah, I see a padlock. Okay. There we go. That was uh, a raw shark inkblot test with late night party boys. Anthony did very well. There's some confusing things in there. Future listeners get ready. Future guests get ready to see a bunch of cocks. 
That's really that so was, many cocks. No, I saw like a man on a bicycle. No, uh, it was clouds. I saw clouds in clouds, the second one. Clouds, one of them. Clouds was one of them. Yes. And the snail. The last one was a snail. No, I saw a snail as well. Yes. I saw a snail. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, you feel the pot. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So now this brings us to the part where we tell your late night party story. Okay, Anthony. We have a script here. You've never seen this script. We'll be playing every character that isn't you. You'll be playing the role of yourself. I'll be playing your consciousness at some point, or me or Ross. Whatever. Um, whatever. Wait, this this is all done on the spot. Okay. You ready? Yes. <clears throat> Take it away. Interior, Anthony Share House. Anthony is writing in his diary on the couch as his roommate Ross is making some food in the kitchen. Day 247 in the house. Life's not bad in the share house. Moved out with some top blokes, Damien Vosk and Ross Purdy, who's a bit sus, uh, who are very polite, neat, clean, and hilarious boys. Almost makes me want to live somewhere with more conflict. Like the Gaza Strip, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) At least give me something to talk about. Fuck. I made you eggs, Anthony, buddy old pal. And by the way, I'm not sus. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks, Ross. You are definitely such you cunt. Damien enters the room and sees Anthony sitting on the couch. You doing your login here still? Yeah. I want to watch Sunrise in 5, okay? I mean, I still need to figure out if Cash Cow makes the money through its udders. I'm just finishing up now. Look, i got to ask, why the video log every day? Well, I want to be a stand-up comic, hone my material and craft, but that could take years. So I'm practicing churning out high volumes of mediocre internet content to build a following and bypass developing as an artist and a person as much as possible, as all truly great comics do. Hmm. Makes sense, I guess. And if only there was another way. They all hear a knock on the door. Ross walks to the door and peeks through the window. You're not going to believe this, but Gretel Colleen is standing outside. Outside of our door! You guys are up to date with rent, right? Gretel Colleen isn't our landlord. She can't evict us like it's the Big Brother house. This isn't Dreamworld. Yeah, she's out of her jurisdiction. We should just ignore her. Anthony jumps up from the couch in surprise. What? No! Open up already! When Gretel knocks, you answer! Anthony runs and opens the door. Gretel walks into the living room. I'm looking for one Anthony Janot. Oh my god, that's me! Gretel turns around to talk to Anthony. Channel 10's been watching you for years, my boy. We'd like to formally invite you to audition for Big Brother. Gretel goes into her pocket and hands Anthony a scroll. You could be a great contestant, Anthony. You could be destined for greatness. You can video blog to your heart's content. And there's conflict around every corner and personality clashes. And when you think it can't get worse, arbitrary challenges. You could be beloved by millions or shamed, but that's up to you. Toadfish Rebecca. Gretel claps her hands together and disappears into a puff of smoke. Anthony looks excited while Ross and Damien look confused. What just happened? I just got invited to the Big Brother house is what happened. But isn't Big Brother just trashy and dumb? No, I'm sure Big Brother is named after a character in that book that was released in 1984. So that makes it smart, right? If you say so. It'd be such a great opportunity if I make it onto Big Brother. The opportunities are endless. Why, why I could be on commercial radio. Or commercial radio, or panel shows, guests on Celebrity Big Brother, 
panel shows, commercial radio, celebrity, big brother, the list goes on. Well, when you put it that way, I guess it could be a great opportunity. Hang on. That whole show thrives on clashing personalities. Yeah, and? You're the most agreeable person I've ever met. Fuck. Yeah, we've never had a fight. Even when I didn't clean out my stuff in the kitchen for weeks. I find cleaning cathartic. I just thought I'd do it for you. That's the kind of boring, non-confrontational talk that turns you, to, turns you into an evictee. He's right. If you're going to entertain a nation, you need to be provocative, irritating, unscrupulous. No scruples whatsoever. Jesus Christ, you're right. I need to be more interesting, provocative and difficult to live with if I'm going to have any chance of winning this thing. I've never once turkey slapped a broad fuck, <laughs> taped my mouth to make a statement about refugee policy and lacked the coordination to get an Anthony Jeannot dance happening. Ross grabs the scroll from Anthony and takes a look at it. What are you going to do? It says here in the, uh, here the audition is tomorrow. It's not like you can become the world's worst person before then. Or can I? Anthony strokes his chin contemplatively, then looks out the window. He then turns around to face Ross and Damien. Fellas, I need to pull an all-nighter. It's party time! Woo woo! Interior, nightclub, night. Anthony, Damien and Ross make a grand entrance onto the dance floor. Anthony narrates in voiceover. The plan? To ingest as much drugs and alcohol as possible. Sweat it out on the dance floor. Get that real ratty sweat smell. Then get a rat tail ink all over my body, just do anything and everything to make myself suitable Big Brother candidate. I know I can be. If you're looking to score some drugs, there's a dealer over there. Anthony, Anthony approaches a sketchy looking guy Ross is pointing towards. Hey man, you sell I'm looking to score. I'm a blackjack dealer. I run an illegal casino in the men's room. Yuck. Guy behind him! Anthony, embarrassed, goes to talk to the drug dealer behind him. Yeah, I've got some stuff, man. Pingers, slingers, dingers, ringers, bingers, kingers, lingers, mushies, and pure concentrated polio. Um, just some pingers and mushies, thank you. Filled to the brim with mushies. You're lucky with the pingers. These are my last batch. I gave most of it to that guy over there. The drug dealer points over to Damien Oliver, who is walking around a light-up dance floor on all floors, astounded at all the different colours. Wow, that's Damien Oliver. I love that guy. I love how he teaches cooking to those underprivileged school children from Oliver Cunts. <laughs> You're thinking of Jamie Oliver, the British guy. No, I watched a doco where jockeys had to euthanise their horses. Wait, what? I didn't write this part. <laughs> I watched a doco where jockeys who had to euthanise their horses felt bad to absolve themselves of all their guilt they gave back to the community by feeding horse meat to poor kids. I would like it to be on the record that I do not stand by that statement. Fuck me. <laughs> Surely they could have fed him something more dignified. Let's be honest, you do stand by that statement. <laughs> Most of the kids were orphans. Fuck, it gets worse. So they were used to... They bread and water most meals, so I guess you could say they got treated to pure breads and water. Boo-hoo, this makes me cry. <laughs> Look, it's puns like... <laughs> 
It's puns like that that get you evicted. Damien Oliver crawls his way to Anthony. Are you my horsey? Damn, Damien Oliver, three-time Melbourne Cup winner, is off his head. I'm looking for my horsey, or am I his horsey? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, guy. I only race my horses because I learnt from my father. My father raced me, and his father raced him, and so on and so on. Uh-huh. Every time I hit it, it changes different colour, like my horsey. Uh, maybe just the mushies, then? Sure, and here's some free gin. It's a special mushy plus gin deal. A mush gin deal. Drug dealer hands Anthony a bottle of gin and a baggie of mushrooms. Much later into the night. Drinking this gin has been a turbulent emotional journey. I'm not even crying real tears. This is just gin leaking from my eyes. <laughs> Look, Anthony, I think you've had enough. I'm a party boy, damn it. A late night party boy. I'm, I'm not saying name of the podcast. We do that bit each time, it's getting stale. No, it doesn't, Damien. Shut up. Tats, let's... Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> tats, let's get some tats. <laughs> tats Lotto, yes, finally. I have a good feeling about my numbers this week. No tattoos, damn it. Let's get some tattoos. Yes, finally. I got a good feeling about my numbers this week. I'm so confident I'm getting them tattooed onto me. Interior, tattoo parlour, later that night. Russ, Damien and Anthony are uh, set up for tattoo parlour, talking to a gruff and surly tattoo artist. Uncle Tatter's Tattoo Emporium. The tattoos will cost you, but the inadvertent hepatitis infections are free. How can I help you? I'm a motherfucking rock star, and I want my tattoo to reflect as such. So, what? Rolling Stones lips? No, too complex. Just like, just like the word rock star, write it on my back. That'll get the job done. I want a tattoo, too, of my tat's lotto number, and of my little pony. I'm a brony, you see. It might seem counterintuitive for a tattoo artist to talk a potential client out of getting a drunken tattoo, given that's 97% of my business, but I don't think I want to give you a tattoo. What? But I'm not as think as you drug... Anthony pukes up violently on all the tattoo needles. <laughs> Let's get cracking. Wash them needles and get a jab in these lucky numbers. Wash them? Nah, vomit sterile. Probably. Yeah. Look, you guys are a little drunk. Maybe think about it. Thank God I've just been nuzzling this coke all night. The good stuff, bottled in the 50s when they used real coke. Ross grabs a glass filled with coke. He then drinks it. Oh boy, that was not meant to be drunk. <laughs> Tastes like dust and sexism. Look, mate. We'd give you a tattoo if maybe you weren't off your nut on crystal. We might give you a tattoo if you were just off your nut on crystal meth, not alcohol. Crystal meth tat rats, they never give us problems. It's always you drunks, vomiting up gin and juice, talking about lucky numbers and ponies. Damn it, I knew I should have had the meth. Interior, public bathroom, even later that night. Anthony sits against a wall while Ross scratches himself and Damien stands by. I've tried partying all night, but I can't, I just can't do it. I'm too good a person. No, no, no. You are, you are a bad person. That's nice of you, but I have to face facts. I'm a good person and always will be a good person. Too good for Big Brother, at least. Anthony gets out a baggie of magic mushrooms from his pocket. Marked Chekhov's magic mushrooms. Well, I can do worse for one, a last ditch attempt. Anthony takes all the mushies. Sooner rather than later, he starts feeling the effects. He starts hallucinating. 
pupils dilated, he gets up and looks in the mirror. Damn it, Jano! You are! You are a bad person! You're the douchiest piece of sack of a total crock of shit that's ever laid waste on God's brown earth! You fuck knuckle! I will make it to dream world! I will make it to dream world! I will dream a dream! I dreamed a dream of time gone by When hope was high and life worth living I dreamed that love would never die I dreamed that God would be forgiving I had a dream my life would be so different from this I'm living So different now from what it seemed Now life has killed the dream I dreamed I love you Susan Boyle That was the biggest surprise I have had in three years on this show when you stood there with that cheeky grin and said, I, I want to be like Elaine Page, everyone was laughing at you. No one is laughing now. That was stunning. An incredible performance. Amazing. I'm reeling from shock about you two, but... I am so thrilled because I know that everybody was against you. I honestly think that we were all being very cynical and... I think that's the biggest wake-up call ever. And I just want to say that it was a complete privilege listening to that. It was inspirational. I knew the minute you walked out <laughs> oh, Simon! on that stage that we were going to hear something extraordinary, and I was right. Anthony looks closer at the mirror. He begins to believe he's looking at his consciousness. Is that... is that my consciousness? Anthony, this is your consciousness. You're too pure, too pure, too noble. You know this too true. Damn it, you're just trying to pull one over me. That's why it's called a consciousness. Deep in your heart of hearts, you know you don't belong on Big Brother. Ah, damn it! Anthony punches the mirror, mirror, shards of glass sticking out of his fist, bleeding. I punch my own consciousness in the fucking face! Face off! Take that Travolta and cage! Anthony turns around to face Damien and Ross, who look shocked and confronted. He's, He's ready. ready! Let's go to the Sydney Meyer Music Bowl, boys. Sydney Meyer Music Bowl, boys! Name of the spin-off podcast! Interior, Sydney Meyer Music Bowl, early morning. Anthony, Damien and Ross make a grand entrance, similar to, similar to the one made in the nightclub, but more haggard and hungover, all holding cups of coffee, wearing sunglasses. They walk down the foyer as Anthony approaches a producer. I'm ready for my Big Brother audition. I'm the next big bad reality show bitch that Australia's gonna hate to love to hate. <laughs> Alright, then follow me, Mr... Jeannot. Anthony Jeannot. As he says it, he removes the sunglasses with all the pizzazz he can muster. The sun hits him in the eyes and he lets out a yelp and puts him back on. Producer leads Anthony to the audition space. An eerie, mystical kind of place. The person seeing his audition is an Alan Rickman type, sitting at a table sternly, awaiting Anthony's arrival. Hello, Mr. Janelle. We've been expecting you. I've been expecting you. Now, Mr. Janelle, ever yearn to hang out with B-grain celebrities like Warwick Kappa, Carl Sanderlands, and Sarah Marie? 
who is famous for being on this very show. Yes. Ever wanted the notoriety that comes with appearing on television, with all the annoying public hassle that comes along with it? Yes. Mr. Janelle, I must tell you, I've been in this studio longer than you can imagine. I knew your father. He wanted to be on Red Faces. But it was he who ended up red-faced and foolish in the end. Now, if you want respectability, Mr. Gino, I trust you to think your choices. No. No respectability. I want this. I need this. Alan Rickman type leans back on his chair, contemplating. Then leans back forward. All right, Mr. Janelle, let's get started. So, Mr. Janelle, how was your day? Oh, I can't complain. How about you? You failed, Mr. Janelle. What? What? That's it? Properly engaging in courteous small talk without resorting to any combinations of the word rat and dog or bro, as well as unwarranted threats of violence is an automatic fail. I'm sorry, Mr. Janelle, you're just not Big Brother material. Ah, oh, fuck this shit. I'm going to the UK. And Good. There you go. Had thoughts? Some of it was fucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, so what you're saying is... That's how you, it happened. You stand behind every single thing we wrote for you to say. Most of it wasn't fucked. Some of it was... 100% <laughs> of it wasn't fucked and you stand behind all of it. What I'm hearing is he had a great time and learnt a lot. I, like I, a good comedy laughing, show. I was laughing as I was learning. Uh, I will need to talk to my lawyers before you release any of this. <laughs> It's all right. We've, we've had to censor an episode before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you actually? Uh, yeah, it's a long story. It's well, a long story. I'll, I'll tell you uh, previous listens, listeners will know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, thanks. Thanks a heap. Any closing words on the story? Any parting words? We're, we're the last podcast you're doing before you go to the yeah. UK. Uh, Message to Australia. Miss me heaps. There we go. You heard all it. Right. Thank you for being on the show, Anthony. It was lovely Thank to you. have you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you for listening. You've been listening to another episode of Late Night Party Boys. Um, you got to hear Anthony Janot. And uh, last time before he jets time. off, and maybe he'll pop up on a British podcast. But he's done. He's done with Australian Done's podcasts. Over. No, we were exclusively yep. his last one. Yep. So you got the hot takes. Yep. Look, we had to edit out all the stuff where Anthony started going on some rant about how they put chemicals in the water to make frogs gay or whatever. Look, we didn't believe it. We thought it was just too ridiculous, and it was just, look. Other than that, nicest guy. Such a great guy. You will not meet a nicer guy in comedy.